What's up, everybody? It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are back here in the A-Man Corner after taking a little time off. Well, hold on. Let me, let's me let see if we can get this. You know, every time we take a break and we come back to this, it'd be a little rough the first time. <clears throat> so uh, <clears throat> let's see if we can do this correctly. It's your guy, Ike Jones. <clears throat> Podcast P in the place. <clears throat> Kenny B in the place. One question, fellas. Mm. Can I get an amen? Hey, 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 man. That was actually that was really good. I like that. Yeah. That, that yeah. might have been one of the best ones so far, man. Wow, that was good, bro. This is the Amen Corner Podcast, a collection of SEC football fans from different SEC teams coming together to talk ball once a week. Powered by the War Report. Represent Georgia, Paul Meharry. Representing Florida, Kenny B. And representing Auburn, Ike Jones. You are now, now listening to. Listening to. Yeah. All right. Um, after coming back from a break, for you know, we got to check in and make sure everybody's doing all right. You know, um, Paul and his wife trying to repopulate the earth, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to catch to up you, with boy. Kenny B and the number of kids they got. Yeah, you know what I mean? Try to do a quick know? fast in a hurry. Quick fast yeah. in a hurry. Yeah, we got we got number two. Uh number two will be uh born on number one's birthday. Of course. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's convenient crazy. though. Yeah, that's convenient. Right? Right, so we don't know if number two is gonna be a boy or girl yet. We'll find out in a couple weeks, but she's uh 10 and a half weeks right now. So you don't have to answer this question on air, Paul. You could ask me later. Has your wife already asked you to go get the snips? <laughs> uh, it has been brought up, yeah. It has like been. I'm done with this family. It has, it, but but no, nah, I think I think we're gonna hit three in a couple of years, but um, oh, okay, All I right. definitely caught some flack from her stepdad for sure. <laughs> definitely right, did. Right. He's like, man, you Relax. can't you can't you can't give her no reprieve for a couple months, man. I think right. it was like uh you couldn't even pull a pizza out the oven, son. Like <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, boy. The dark, boy. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We're here, man. Uh KB, what's what's around in your world, man? You know what I'm saying? You uh made any more an- amateur sports leagues that you got involved in or something? <laughs> nah, man. You know, I'm I'm officially I'm officially done with football, man. I don't even got the itch no more, so. That's the but nah man uh the no, daughter she's playing volleyball you, you did yeah but I saw you a softball Softball, softball's done we're oh, done basketball into, uh, about church league you gonna get into a, a, a basketball a, a men's yes, soccer you gonna start playing pickleball now man <laughs> what are we nah, doing man, basketball I wouldn't dare uh, <laughs> embarrass myself I, I gave up on that I mean I can shoot I can twenty one yeah but yeah mm. four quarters I'm not I'm not setting myself up like that but now nah, the daughter uh, she's playing volleyball now she's actually doing nice. really good. One of the club, uh, there's a parent on the team that's a club coach, and they're interested. So I was like, no, "That's because she's like seven foot and she's like eight years old." Yeah, man. Yeah, she's tall, but she, yeah, man, she's doing pretty good. So she loves it. She's having fun. So okay, she yeah, having what's, fun. Like, what's what's new in the, the? I see you got a new sign behind you. So I mean, you yeah, know, man. listen, man. One of the perks of having a really amazing community of people is that they give you stuff. You know, and somebody actually made this for me, man. They made this like sign. The, the wall was looking a little barren with whatever that was that is next to it. Yeah. Like, so this this is this used to be my wife's office, right? But so, you just decided to not take that. I've always I've always wondered what that was, dog. Yeah. So it is um like a piece of artwork. Actually, you can't tell because it's like pencil drawn artwork, but it's a piece of artwork that she had that a, a friend of hers drew. And it's clipped up there. Used to have a bunch of stuff up there. This was like a little board for her ideas and stuff. And she used to pin it up here to this little, or clip it to the board. Mm-hmm. And I just never took it down. And then, but mm. you know, everybody on the show was like, "Why does your wall look like that?" And so, dude, yeah. just sent me something to put up here. So I was like, "All right, cool." That's, That's, what's up. That's, That's what's up, man. I, I tried. I tried not to take over her office too much because she still works from here sometimes. So it's like I didn't want to do be doing too much in here. And she come in here and it be because my my wife, you know. Uh, I have to admit is a Bama grad. And mm. so yeah, I couldn't like just go crazy in here yeah. with the Auburn stuff. You know, so she get it now. like like she knows you do football stuff, right? But like is she deep on the Bama nah, stuff? Nah, she nah. Only, she she only mentions Bama stuff to mess with me. Like she don't right. really even watch games, nothing like that. But okay, like, yeah, that's what I was making sure. Like she's not sitting down there taking the TV up and like you upstairs trying to watch on your phone. Nah. 
<laughs> you know, I don't even remember the last right. time she sat down and watched the game. So that's, that's fair. convenient. Fair. Yeah. It's all good, all good. But yeah, man. So somebody made that for me, put it up here on the wall. It's it's neutral, it's war report, like it's brown and orange, it's not blue and orange. So you know, right. it's, it's, it's your brand. She exactly. can't get too mad about exactly. that. She, you know, even though when she first saw it, she's like, Well, you can't put that up in the office. I was like, This isn't Albert. This is this is my business. What are you doing? Right. And she's right. like, Oh, yeah. that's yeah. true. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's very, very uh, classic. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like classic man wood. Yeah, you know man, it's, a, it's like he carved this out of a piece of wood. Man, stains dope, bro. I'm very, man, very thought nice. about you the whole time he was doing it too. That's crazy. Hey, man, listen, listen. I don't want to get. We don't want to get too far into this conversation. Right. We, we're going too far right now. We're going That's too far. You get that news that dropped. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. We have we have some very dope. Um, no, nah, that's cool though. That's like, dope. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah. The people who watch our show are, are amazing. So they do a lot of crazy. Like this isn't the first. Like somebody else sent us like some drawings that they did one time. We gave them away. Like they were drawings of Auburn players. Oh, I was so, about to say like a view. That be no, 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 okay. nothing like that. Oh, y'all like, dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. We got we have an amazing fan base, man. I cannot be happier than the, the, the grouping of people that have come and decided to patronize our business, man. So it's amazing. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. So no he made it oh, for you, me. You know what would be a perfect transition from that, Ike? What that? Speaking of patronize, can I do it? Can I do, do it? it? Go for it. Go for it, man. You're All a professional. Right. Speak- I trust you. Speaking of patronizing businesses, Connor Stallions of Michigan patronized <laughs> a lot of, of colleges, a lot of college football stadiums. <laughs> Man, what? So, so for those of y'all who don't know, I, I've tried to keep up with it as best I could. It seems like stuff's coming out every hour on the hour on this man. Um, this dude, Connor Stallions, I think is his name, right? I know it's Stallions, his last name. Um, first off. Before we get any deeper into it, the man wrote a manifesto about how he was going to take over the Michigan football program, 600 pages. I'm telling you right now, if you ever write wow. a – you didn't know that, KB. No, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. If you ever write a manifesto in your life, Ike, then, then something's wrong, you, like period. This man wrote the manifesto because he wanted to take over the University of Michigan coaching job in 15 years. He got accepted to Michigan – but decided instead to go to Navy because the coaches that he had followed all had military backgrounds. Mm. And he went into the damn Marine Corps Mm. on his 15-year plan to be the Michigan head coach. That's no manifesto writer, Marine. (laughs) That sounds about right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so my my dad's a retired Marine. So, you know, simplify to all my my Marine folks out there. But y'all already know. Y'all got yeah. a, y'all got a, a wild group. So what I'm getting at here, folks, is this shit runs deep. Yeah. This when this story broke, what was it last week? Right. We thought it was a surface level thing. There was a lot of people kind of, you know, uh, backing it, if you will, saying signs. No, no, yeah, no big deal. Is yeah, people right. do this kind of stuff all the time. Whatever. Like right. Like, and nobody's even gonna get in trouble. The NCAA. Yeah. So it was like almost like the first day it came out, guys. It was like kind of pushed under the rug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second day was like, yo, this dude was buying tickets to other teams and paying folks to go watch the games when just film with their iPhones. Like, oh, now that's a little deeper. Right. Comes to find out. Like, this is Bill Belichick-esque. Like, we going, yeah. we going spot gate level right now. Come to find out, gentlemen, that uh, you can hide just about everything in your personal life but people will still find a way to find out about you. And his Venmo was open mm. and he kept his stuff on public. And the day before the Georgia Ohio state game last year, the game I was at the missed field goal, he paid a Michigan intern entitled it GA the day before the Georgia <laughs> game that was in Georgia against the two teams that they thought they'd be facing off against mm. guys. I don't know, and I guess I'll open it up to the floor now that I've given you this pertinent information. What happens to Jim Harbaugh? Does he just throw this kid? Because right now, technically, and also, oh, let me let's, let me not forget. The whole reason this was brought up was because a third-party lawyer, a firm, was looking into this. Uh, nobody knows who that firm is yet and who hired that firm to look into this. <laughs> Better cut that check. But there is a, that's why this whole story came out and about and hit the press. Gentlemen, the floor is yours. 
this guy is still on pay. Well, he's he's paid paid leave of absence right now from University of Michigan. What happens to the University of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh? What else can come of this? Do you think? Um, I mean, so in in instances where things like this happen, typically with a staffer. Um, of course, that staffer, they've already done the distancing, but like lack of institutional control is going to be the thing that the NCAA likely lands on with Coach Harbaugh. And for those that don't know what that is, I explain that to them. It basically charges the head coach with his inability to keep the people who are on his staff under wraps. Like so is that the same thing that happened to Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern? Um. Yeah, basically. Like, because yeah. it's not saying Pat Fitzgerald did anything, but the environment in which he was allowed to operate or the people who did the things wrong were allowed to operate was cultivated underneath that head coach. This is the same thing that happened with um, the whole, uh, well, it turned out to be Chick-fil-A gate, I guess, with uh, Tennessee. Um, this is the same thing that happened uh, with the uh, Will Wade down at LSU uh, basketball. This is the same thing that happened with Auburn when uh with coach uh Pearl lack of institutional control under with the Wesley Person situation right so now in the Auburn situation of course of course because coach Pearl was unaware quote unquote of what was happening they did slap him with lack of institutional control but he didn't have to lose his job they just self-imposed some bans on postseason stuff so gotta love the self-imposed yeah the Auburn University yeah. is like we're just gonna get ahead of it we're gonna say all right yeah well while y'all are figuring out what you want to do we'll go ahead and take our own punishment gotta and love then, it gotta yeah. love it. because you know the institution that's, like a, that's, like, that's like a murderer being like hey y'all taking too long to convict me so I'm gonna give myself 10 years all right we'll Listen, see you that's, later. that's what kids do right it's like man yeah. you know my mama already I've been sitting in my room all day Yep. You don't yep. have to punish yeah. me. I punish yep. myself. Yep. <laughs> it's like, and then you get off with time served. You're like, well, yep. since you, you know, you've been good for this period of time, we'll just tack whatever we were going to do on to the end of that. And that's your whole thing. I think that we're probably in that range of something happening, lack of institutional control. And Michigan needs to get ahead of this and say, hey, it happened. They're going to put some sort of sanctions on us. Let's self-impose some stuff while they figure it out. As long as Jim Harbaugh can be insulated from direct knowledge, right? And that's where they're going to have trouble, right? Right. Are are they going to be able to tie things that they've done as far as like strategically within a game? Like how involved was this person in game planning, right? And if that creeps its way into game planning, you're going to talk about lack of institutional control, meaning they're going to have to – self-imposed postseason bans or you're going to have some sort of imposed postseason bans. And then you're going to talk about forfeiture of games. Like they're going to go back and they're going to say every game plan meeting that this guy was in, if you guys won that game, it doesn't count. Go ahead. Like my thing with this is twofold, right? So he's, I think depending how much he knows, right. He holds who's all he? the cards. Who's he? Who's he? The, uh, the guy that that did all the, the scouting, stallions, ping, stallions? all that. Yeah, stallions. <laughs> Depending on how much he knows, what paper trail he has, he holds all the cards. It's a either he can you know force his hand. Yeah, I mean he he can, he can even be the like, scapegoat guy and say, yeah. "Hey, I'll take the bullet for everybody." But if if he doesn't want to be the scapegoat, right. Whew, yeah, and don't and then, I'm, I'm just wondering. Oh, go ahead, KB. You had another point. Oh, but then when you talk about self-imposed, they just got done self-imposing. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> that's why this is this. That's why this is horrible. horrible. Like, like they y'all had just had four games at the top that. of the year. <laughs> Somebody is on his neck. I don't know what he did, but they are on. His somebody neck. from Ohio State. <laughs> that's, that's what that's yeah, right. That's what everybody it. thinks it is, right? Um, you know, I, I, that's the most likely candidate, I would assume. But who knows, man? A couple other things here, though. You were talking about um, how involved was he in the game plan? There's right. videos of there's a video. I think it's against Ohio State. I don't want to misquote or mis mislead folks. I think it's against Ohio State, where Ohio State calls in a play, a, a audible, if you will after they've already been lined up in the background, you can see this stallions guy go over to a coach and say like, Hey, pass, pass, pass. And the whole sideline immediately after he does that 
starts putting their finger up in the air, doing stuff like this. Um, and they're changing the call after Ohio State changed the call. And he was yeah, the might, one that he might, he might be done. They might be. Bro, done, he, he initiated <laughs> the call. He was not Harbaugh, not nobody. It was him. Yeah, um, yeah, that and then, damn, I just lost my train. I thought there was another thing that he did. Um, I can't think. Oh, the other thing is, I saw, uh, I think Barstool Sports did the research on this. Brandon Walker, um, Michigan, Barstool I think, did is like, research on something. Well, yeah, Brandon Walker's yeah, decent. He's all right. Okay. There's not, there's a few over there that are all right. That's, that's um, what's up. Brandon Walker said, I think they're the Michigan's 33 and three in their last 36 games or something like that. Something crazy. Mm. Two of those games they lost to Georgia and TCU. And that was during bowl season where they didn't know who they're going to play next. And it was a week off. Every other game they've won, they've had time to prepare for. They knew who they were playing, basically. Wow. Um, so, so their yo, scouting department had a little extra time to prep. All I, all I know, man, is <laughs> this dude. The, the manifesto thing is weird, bro. That that yeah. That's what really gets me, is you come out and tell folks you got a manifesto 550, 600 pages. That's a little, little out there for me, man, about how you want to be the Michigan head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, does he take the fall? Let's, okay, let's go around the room real quick on this. Does he take the fall or does this does this shit roll downhill and become a huge snowball? Because it's yeah, what, what I'm getting at here is it's getting really close to yeah. becoming a huge snowball. He's going to have to come out like – on Friday, yeah, Saturday, be like, hey, it was all me. Nobody knew. If not, this thing is trickling downhill. You, I would think that someone that devoted to the University of Michigan is going to take the. He, he, listen, he's a he's a soldier, and he's devoted to that university. I feel like he's going to stand up and say, it was all me. Like, don't don't punish coach. This had he had nothing to do with this. I was out there acting on my own type of thing. That's how I feel like that's going to go down until. Harbaugh uh, leaves and or retires, and then he's re- releasing a tell-all book. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he, 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 they write a Netflix series on that shit. Hey, man, I if I'm Michigan, the AD, Harbaugh, we're in a, a sealed, confined room. Like, look, so you're going to take this hit. You're going to look bad. It's going to be bad, but you're going to be taken care of. We got somebody you know, out here. Kenny you're always good. with your them career mob is, situations, bro. He's your like, career's oh, man, done. Take it for the yeah, team. Like, We're we gonna take care of you on the side. Oh, man. You know, with say, that yeah, mob stuff, bro. Your career's up the done. Story you for can't Jay-Z. come to no games. <laughs> yeah, like you can't come to any more games. Your career's done, but we'll take care of you. Like it'll go away after a few years. Then we'll, if everything's still here, we'll, you know, kind of lighten stuff. But if you don't do this, <laughs> you're going <laughs> to bring down. This entire football program and everyone in the state of Michigan, the Michigan fans will remember you until the day you die. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Can you imagine might, that, that last little die? sentence? That last little sentence KB just said might have been said in a Michigan behind closed <laughs> doors to this I, young man. I, <laughs> even if somebody from Michigan didn't say it, somebody close to him probably was yeah. like, you know. You're gonna be, you're gonna kill us if you don't take this. Like, it's like I, that. It, it's like that one dude. Uh, oh, what was his name? Bartman for the Cubs that caught that foul ball and yeah, like, yeah. Him, yeah. People still remember him. Yeah, infamous. And he just, he just happened to reach out for a foul ball. This yeah. dude was. This dude comes out and tells this, bro. Yeah, it's, it's a wrap, bro. If, if, if he, if he connects the dots, or here's the thing. This is it might be out of his. It might be out of his control, Ike. But I say this is where we're gonna he's gonna run into a problem, right? Is if they're able to connect the dots without him, correct, then he's gonna have to plea his way out, right? Correct. He's like, listen, man, they're going down anyway. So the question okay. is, do you want to point fingers and lessen this on yourself, or are you gonna be on the sinking ship with everybody else? Because if they're able to connect the dots without his testimony, mm. ooh, buddy, everybody <laughs> going down. Yeah. Yeah, I just but, looked. So, so Michigan is off this week, and then they play Purdue next week. At oh, home. it's gonna be a hornet's nest around there as soon as they get back to the facility, bro. He ain't gonna be yeah. able to do nothing. Yeah, go ahead, KB. They'll, they'll beat Purdue, but um, this isn't just staying in the Big Ten. This has a ripple effect that How we're seeing in the good old SEC. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. What you, they, what, you, what, what you mean? Well, you know. I, Twitter be twitting or Xing be Xing, you know. <laughs> uh, the X is saw, always going X, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I saw today uh, that supposedly mm-hmm. 
this guy gave information to South Carolina mm. that would help them, was it, uh, to beat Tennessee? Yes. You know, to, to, to knock them out. Um, and so supposedly they hadn't had wristbands on, like nobody on defense. There was no wristbands all, all year. And then all of a sudden, wristbands pop up. Mm. And this isn't the first time that Shane Beamer has been involved in such a thing because uh, back in 2016, it looks like he was uh, he was fined 25k for accepting leak game plan information mm. from Wake Forest against Virginia Tech. So mm. he's wow. a repeat offender for taking info. Wow, Shane. And yeah, you know he's mad. He kicking. He kicking Gatorade bottles and stuff over there. <laughs> did, did we ever find out what he kicked? <laughs> what? Did, did, it said it was a Gatorade thing. In the it was a Gatorade room. thing, bro. Yes, Yo, made it even man. better. Come on, Shane. <laughs> so I guess he thought it didn't have no water in it. And he kicked yeah, it. Yeah, I think it he thought cool. it was empty or it was closed, and he he kicked it and hurt. Got his beat foot. by the Gators twice. <laughs> 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 Jay, what Kenny been holding that clip for a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. You you, yeah, that you, was funny. you you tweeted that one already. You just ran it back for us, huh? No, actually, I did. I, it was too. By that time, it was just on. It it was a it was a wild. That's good fire. timing, though. That's good timing. I like yeah, it. That was good. That was good. Not Yo, that was good. if that is that is, yeah yeah, if this happens with Shane Beamer, bro. Yeah, like because South Carolina. I mean, let's let's be clear. They're they're not in a good place as a program, but he's at least got them believing because he's recruiting so well. He's got good energy around it. If Shane Beamer screws them in this way mm. because he ends up being caught up in this whole scandal, who is going to take a long time for South Carolina to get back on, on good footing, bro? Like, where do you go from here? From, from like, number, I mean, that's, it's not a job that a lot of people want. Let's be clear. Like, your, your main competition every single year. I mean, we're, we're, we're in a different landscape of the SEC, but you got to see Clemson every year right there across town. Just, I, I feel for him, man. Listen, I'm an Auburn yeah, fan. We got to see Clemson Bama every UG, year right across UGA. town. <laughs> I mean, recruiting I'm just talking one. about in your state that's recruiting the same backyard as you, right? Oh, yeah. You got to see them every year already. And the, and the dude who was seemingly making up ground for that ends up Screwing the program because he took some uh, shortcuts on game planning, and y'all still wasn't winning games. <laughs> Come on, bro! It's not a so good look, Shane. I hope it's not true. So here's the uh, here's where kind of it gets interesting, right? Because if you go to Spencer Rattler's recent games, you go to 2022, right? Apparently, um, they're saying that. The, the scout had seen Tennessee and Clemson because both of them could potentially be in the playoffs. Mm. And they were at, they gave that information over to South Carolina, South Carolina, uh, before, before they played Tennessee, Spencer Rattler's highest in the game. He did throw against Arkansas game two for three seventy seven. Besides that, his highest in the game was two twenty seven. against Tennessee, 438 yards, six touched zero interceptions, 81% completion percentage. After he had just lost, after he had just lost to the Florida Gators, thirty-eight to six, and threw for one hundred and forty-five yards the week before. Do you think it's a possibility that this is all Spencer Rattler? Like they just gave it to him, and he was like, "Oh, this is good. I could use this." No, no, because I, I think it's a tied to Saint Shane Beamer and like one of his coaches or something like that is connected to Harbaugh. And Beamer, so is, Beamer they, is too. Into it to not have been involved, like he's Beamer, it would be a repeat offender at this point. Yeah, I mean he's done it, but but I'm saying having done it before, do you think he was like, hey, listen, don't put, don't be involved me in this? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's. He's already involved at that point. And I'm saying like, <laughs> I listen. He he could he could he can here. There's there is such a thing when you're talking about legality of stuff as plot. Like, listen, I told him I didn't want anything to do with. It. I didn't know that they did anything with this, right? And somebody else got it, and he can. Paper trail, electronic trails, distance himself from it. Again, you're still right back at the same question of, of institutional control, right? Because if it happened and somebody on your staff did it, you still have the same problem, but it's not a fireball offense if he's not directly connected to it. You feel what I'm saying? Here's, like, here's the problem though, Ike, is that I'm trying to give him the benefit of doubt, y'all. Come on, man. <laughs> look, look, they were look, they were six and four before those two games. 
he had the opportunity to win two games and get that fan base behind him and go eight and four. Yeah. Or he could have gone six and six. Uh, and he's a repeat offender. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I said, more stuff's going to come out on this, man. But it's it seems like this snowball is really snowballing. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate, man. I feel bad for Shane because I actually did like Shane Beamer. I said I'm, I'm, I'm already talking about him in the past tense. I, apologize. I don't feel bad for him. Of course you don't. don't cheat. No, I mean, <laughs> if it's I, I would feel bad if he got if he really didn't have anything to do with it and somebody just like set him up or he just had to take yeah. the ball. Then, yeah. But I mean, Shane, he, the boy is desperate, desperate to win. Desperate. So. You know, unfortunate, unfortunate. We need a special teams coach. He's he, listen, that's that's the pedigree of the Beamers. Uh, we were making (laughs) jokes about um, how uh, the the cars, uh, BMWs, they they start breaking down after their warranty expires. And we were like, oh man, the Beamer warranty might be expiring in South Carolina. This is before we, we had any idea that this was going on. And now I'm feeling like, yeah, you might be. Might be past that BMW warranty up there in South Carolina and uh, it's starting to break down. It's looking oh, bad. Well. well, you know, it was fun. Um, Any other things y'all want to say on this before we get to the the main event for the weekend? Because the rest of the SEC slate is not interesting for real. There's one. I mean, there there, there are some games I think that will be interesting as far as like I, I would be interested. I, I'm interested in watching the Kentucky Tennessee game um, just because yeah. those are two five and two teams. It's going to play factors in the SEC East race. Um. Texas A&M, South Carolina is not interesting at all. Ole Miss should blitz Vanderbilt. That's not interesting at all. We play Mississippi State. I will be crying if we lose that game. Say, that might be 0-5, Ike. You think Mississippi State's better than – come on, man. Hey. Nah, man. Let's – nah, nah. nah. Let's, be, let's be for real. Have you hey, watched man. Mississippi State play this year? Hey. They got Will Rogers. They got no, my boy No, they don't. Mark. Mike Wright is going to be playing. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah. Mike Wright's <laughs> at Mississippi State? Yes, he transferred to Mississippi State last year after playing at Vanderbilt. He is the backup quarterback. Will Rogers is not playing this weekend. Jaquavius Marks is not playing this weekend. I don't talk about what Marks like that, bro. He got hurt in the last game. Don't talk about him like that, though. I'm not <laughs> talking about him. I'm saying he's good and he won't be playing. No, he is good. He's on my fantasy team. He's not yeah. playing. He got if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. He he like was grabbing at his hamstring twice in that last game early in the game. Then he tried to come back later and he was still not able to go for real. So I'd be be shocked if he if he does play, he won't be 100%. Damn, I gotta go take him out the lineup. Yeah, um, they say Florida State's on upset watch with Wake Forest right now for some reason. Are they playing tonight? No, they play Saturday, I want to say. Oh. Just Wake Forest? Just, just, yeah, what? Wake yeah. Forest? What, what's so special about I'm about them? to say, why, why Wake Forest? I don't know. Like, are they thinking it's going to beat Florida State? I forgot what I was saying, but they were like, oh, it's potential upset, potential upset. Like, this particular game. And I was like... All right, sure. I don't know. I don't it's a, bro, it's a 20 and a half point line. Yeah. Oh, man, they changed our line? Oh, man. It's a 20 and a half. I think you just, I literally think you just pulled that out your ass. You just said, I promise. I saw it. Um, you know, I'll be watching the uh, the little previews and stuff for the games of the week and stuff like that. And I was saying things they were talking about Florida State, like for whatever the matchup is. Like, I don't, I don't know because it was ACC and I could kind of care less, but it, it's just something that per- I was like, wait, what? Upset alert. That's. It was like them, and then they talked about us, too. And I was just like, oh, well, hey, man. Speaking of. Is, the, uh, is Georgia on upset alert this weekend? Yeah, is, you know, you go, Florida going to be able to pull it off in Jacksonville? You know what I mean? 14 hey, and a half li- point dog. Is that your double-digit dog man. of the week, KB? 
Oh, you best believe it. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I thought we were like 24 points. Hey, I guess they changed it, huh? Listen, man. Florida low-key is, is five and two right now, though, y'all. Florida is very low-key. Yeah. High-key. I mean, it's high-key to, to the to the folks yeah. in, in in Gator Nation, but like I think I don't I think that that's not a team that people are looking at, you know, only two losses on the season. They 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 didn't they've they've played okay. Three and one in the SEC. Is is Florida gonna be able to go into Jacksonville? And a, um, I, I won't say depleted because you're only missing one guy, but Brock Bowers lists Georgia gonna be able to pull off the upset in Jacksonville. I mean, there's five other five star tight ends in the room. There are. That's why I'm but still. If 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 we're pretending as if Brock Bowers isn't different than all the rest of those guys, then come on, like, yeah, I, I don't know that anybody else on that roster is Brock Bowers. No. Yeah, I think um, coming from an outsider, right, because Paul knows all of the guys in the room, but his Brock Bowers not being there as far as, like, blocking on the edge, like, that thing they always have to where he can block or he can Mm -hmm. fake block and go out, him not being there, I think that's a big thing that I don't know if they have a guy like Brock that could fake block and slip out and Kind of, you know what I'm saying, and block for not, a, not, not if he's, a, he's the not the same. He's not guy. The the open his ability in the open field is different. Like yeah, anybody can fake block and go out for a route, right? But like when they catch it, are they going to be able to do what he does after the catch? Do they have but the not speed just that, in the route the right to be able? To, but I'm just saying, like he's an excellent yeah. blocker, right? You can phenomenal. You can supplement him with another guy who could maybe block as well as him. You could supplement him with another guy who maybe can catch routes as well as him. Do you have one dude who could do both just as well? That's hard. Yeah. No. The answer is no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm saying because he's different, bro. Like, I, I, oh, I yeah, hate yeah. when people try to pretend like people aren't like freaking unicorns out here, man. Like, yeah, oh, he he's is. the next Brock Bowers. No, that's not a thing. Stop. <laughs> there is no next yeah. Brock Bowers, bro. Like, that's like trying to say there's the, he's the next Darnell Washington. Like, no, just, he's also a unicorn. They're different yeah. human beings, man. Like they were birthed somewhere else, yeah. and then they just happened to to land at Georgia. Like, but that's not you don't just walk around and find another one of those. So no, I mean, yeah, are they going to have somebody else who can do amazing things potentially? But they ain't going to be Brock Bowers. Yeah. So the yeah. the guy that's you know going to have the most weight on his shoulders, obviously, is Oscar Delb. Uh, he's backup tight end. Mm-hmm. He's he's caught 13 passes this year, so it's I think it's let's see. I'm looking at the stats now. I'm not going to be like LeBron where he named the top tight ends and just looked at a screen. Uh, he's fifth <laughs> on the team right now in receptions. So oh, okay. he you know he's he's catching balls. Uh, you know 160 yards, two touchdowns. Now again, like KB said, you can't replace him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, Ike. You can't replace. You can replace one or two. Th- one of the two things. You can't replace both. Uh, I was on radio this week, and I was asked, "Hey, do you think they still come out in two tight end sets?" I said, "Yeah. You don't really change that game plan, right? You know, halfway through the season, especially since you're banking on Brock coming back too. It's like you don't want to go to like this whole kind of brand new offense, uh, go away from your twelve personnel only for three weeks. Right. So." Uh, we'll still see two tight ends out there. The other tight end is going to be a freshman, though. So the uh, Georgia had two tight ends transfer last year who could be playing right now that, that aren't. One's at Georgia Tech and one's at Mississippi State. Um, obviously, they saw the writing on the wall with Bowers, and they were like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Could use them right now, but but don't need them. Um, the, the big thing, though, is, you know, they're going to have to get the ball out to, to love it. Rosemary Jack St. Thomas and, and Ra Ra, you know, and, and we've seen it a little bit this year. Like we're going to have to see like a 10 target performance to one of these guys, which is scary um, because you haven't seen it this year. You've, you've relied on Brock to get you out of sticky situations, Auburn included. Uh, yeah, and yeah, you know, if, yeah. if, if Brock's not there against Auburn, who knows what happens, right? Yeah. But, it's definitely a different football game without Brock. You know, but there's a lot of ifs in football. A lot of luck occurs. A lot of different things. Uh, I'm sure Auburn would like to play them again. You know, uh, <laughs> without, without Brock, Brock and see what happens. It'd be nice. You know what I'm saying? Get a second you know, shot at it. But you know, listen, um, still no guarantee that you win the football game. Hey, yeah. here's a question I want to ask you because you mentioned his name. How is Georgia feeling like Dominic Levitt has panned out this season? 
I think it's kind of mixed reviews, right? Uh, I think coming into the season, everybody was like, oh, this might be the first thousand yard guy since Terrence Edwards. You know, like he's got that ability. He's had some drops. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's had a case of the drops. I think he's got a six pack of the drops on the season. If we're being honest, mm. Uh, mm. might even have a six and a 40 ounce sitting next to him. Like, Sheesh. you know, yeah, it, it's, it's been some drops, man. Um, this is his time now to kind of show out. Like this is, this is his offense. If he wants it now, I'm curious. I'm very curious whose offense is going to be now with Brock out. Yeah. Uh, they focused in heavily on Brock. I mean, Brock was set, to, to gain a thousand yards this year. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so, so somebody has got to step up. Is it going to be lad McConkey? He's only got nine receptions on the year. He's been out. No, he's been only, out for like the first four games. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Only nine receptions. They, they move the ball around a lot, but there's been one consistent. It's been Brock Bowers. Yeah. George doesn't have that. So where, where does it go to? And luckily you had your bye week, right. but now you've got to go play Florida right. in an environment that crazy things happen in Jackson. I think yeah. that's the honestly, KB, and I'm gonna ask you this question. This that's honestly, in my opinion, the bad part about this for Florida, right? Like, you're, it's good you don't have to face Brock Bowers, but like, this is a double edged sword here, right? Because yeah, number one, you don't know what the Georgia offensive plan looks like without Brock Bowers, so you don't even have tape on. Hey, what man, they call up Connor Stallions, bro. He'll get you. <laughs> right, look. I got five let, on it. Y'all, y'all let him into the practices this week during the bye week. Um, um, but so you don't you don't really have film to be able to plan for that, right? But you also get to be a part of them figuring it out for the first time. So they haven't had game reps of doing this. So it's like a double-edged sword. It could be really good, or yeah. it could be like, yo, I don't know like what to expect in it. Like, how is Florida even planning defensively? what they want to do against an offense that will have to look different. You can't, you can't assume sets might be the same, but you don't have to think about, okay, Brock is right here. He's lined up in this way. This is like, is how they like to use him in this set. Now they got another tight end right there. You like, I don't even know as a defensive game plan, what do you do with, with that? I mean, I think you have to treat and as if week? Brock, crazy. <laughs> I think you have to treat it as if Brock is there. Like you have to look at, the tendencies, the analytics, you have to look at what the quarterback does in certain situations um, and kind of analyze where he may be going with the ball. Like like you said, it's a double-edged sword. He, him not having Brock may take the pressure off Beck feeling like he has to get the ball to Brock. You know, sometimes, guys, when you have a guy like that, you, you may feel pressure like, yo, man, let me make sure I give him a, a ball on this drive. Make sure I look at his way. Now, it's just... Or whatever numbers show. Or do you take his security blanket away and now he doesn't know where to go with the football because he was always like, Well, I know Brock's gonna be there. And so, that's the uh, that's the hope and prayer that you have. <laughs> you hope that uh Bobo has one of them old school games. Um, is this the Bobo game everybody's been looking forward to where it's like boy, he can't you figure out how to scheme open talented guys because he had the unicorn? It's like I don't know what to do without a unicorn. Yeah, mm. but honestly, I, I mean, if we're if we're being honest, the years that Mike Bobo has been the best as an offensive coordinator, he's had one of those guys on his team, right? Like he's had a guy where he could. It was their one guy, and he's gonna figure out how to get the ball to that one guy, and the the whole offense kind of is built around their ability to get that guy. What's the um? It, um when he was at South Carolina, um, there was a wide receiver that he had. That they used to do that with. Um, oh, yeah. Is, okay, what's his name? Shy. Shy Sanders. Shy yeah. Smith. Shy Smith. Shai that's Smith. what that yeah. kid. Shy Smith. That, what made that South Carolina offense work was we're gonna do a bunch of stuff with Shy Smith. Is either gonna go to him or we're gonna fake it off of him. And that's kind of he was good at getting Shy Smith the ball and using him as a decoy. What's made this Georgia offense prolific this year is. We're going to get Brock Bowers the ball or we're going to use him as a decoy. We know they're going to double him on this. So we're going to run him off on this. And then we're going to come off with this double team. And he's going to throw the ball to Lad McConkey on this stop route when Brock clears it. Right. Like that's how that offense has worked for pass offense specifically. And then from the run standpoint, of course, he's been the guy that's been securing the edge on a lot of those outside runs. But without that, does he as a play caller now get handcuffed? I mean, I, this may be the best talent at wide receiver 
that he's had to work with. I mean, because usually when you think about the Bobo offenses, UGA, their biggest gripe was always, we need receivers. We don't ever get no receivers. We always get 10 running backs, no receivers. So now they have legit guys who can get busy. Like, you know, we talk about how Lovett had a case of the drops. Uh, he might not drop. <laughs> you know, he might break, take your head off. And as a Gator fan, you know, we've let that happen a few times uh, to where guys get deep. And you're, you're, you have to cover the run. That play action that, you know what I'm saying, is, is open. You have Lovett screaming down the seam. You know, it's not a it's not a pretty yeah. sight. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's one thing. It's like taking a peg out of a castle. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yes, you hope that it makes them weaker, but you still got to stop the running backs that they have. Yeah. You still got to stop the three or four wide receivers, that tunnel screen. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Uh, the five-star quarterback, you know, maybe this is the year that, you know, they struggle with another five-star quarterback. Maybe that's just their bad juju. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, man, I think you, you just treat it as if Brock is there and hope that the, if they play, they call the game the same way. But, you know, maybe this guy doesn't have that step on our linebacker or maybe this guy doesn't make a bobbling catch on the sideline and take mm. it for a touchdown or... Maybe he doesn't block that safety on that tunnel screen that well. And instead of a 20-yard gain, it's four yards. So I think it's, it's stuff like that, man. But you have to be prepared for the wrinkles. Um, that little tight end dump uh, delay, I'm like, look, please stop that. Because you know they're going to call it. <laughs> they, UJ they, runs that play. So perfect. So I, looked, I looked up uh, – the amount of plays this year. And if you take away the 50 that Brock missed last game, he would, if you added those rather, he'd be at 415 Georgia with Carson Beck and the quarterback has had 457 plays. So to kind of answer your question, like there's 40 plays there that I guess you can try to go back and study. I'm sure Florida did. They put all 40 of those back to back and said, all right, these are the plays Bowers is not in where, yeah. do, where does the quarterback feel comfortable at? You got a very, very small sample size, 10% sample size, but there is some footage out there. Yeah, you got to take with. those plays and you got to take every play after he got injured and say, right. this is likely what that offense is going to look like. But again, with a bye week, correct, they've got an right. opportunity to go and reinvent this entire thing. I mean, it's not going to be a different playbook, but they're definitely going to approach the game. Like the game plan has to be different without that guy in there. Right. Well, I'm going like, to tell you what they're going to do. <laughs> UGA is going to run up power like 10 times <laughs> because that's where Florida, their run defense has Listen, struggled. If that's how Kentucky. <laughs> They're going to run the power yeah. and black. Like, you bet. We're going to see if you, first, we're going to see if you can stop us running yeah. the ball. If you can stop us and slow us down, then we may think about throwing it until that point. I don't expect UGA to take like, to really like go spread and dump, and Georgia no, has a stable of backs too. They don't have to just depend on the yeah. one guy like that, that Kentucky did. And they're just gonna keep rotating them in there. And yeah, if, if Kendall Milton's healthy, he could he could do a Ray Davis level of damage if he's healthy. Now, the one thing, like I, I tell people as far as like the Kentucky game, Austin um, Austin Armstrong didn't change anything as far as our lineup and what we did like that first half. Like mm -hmm. Supposedly, there's two different ways he has the D-line playing, depending on the quarterback and the, all that stuff. But uh, he actually brought down the safety and kind of made those DBs play on the island a little bit. He brought down, he brought in the extra edge guy. So there was five guys in the front, three down linemen, two outside guys, two linebackers. Um, no, I think it was one linebacker and then your DBs. And that pretty much shut them down at that point from running the ball. And then I think they did the same thing the next game when, you know, they started running that power. So hopefully, you know, we got everybody back healthy for the most part. It's like, yo, they hit that power. Like, you see they forced that? Step in, man. These these guys, these kids we recruited, they're going to have to hold their nuts and run. They're going to have to play some defense. Like, you can't pacify – whatever you do, you can't pacify the DBs because they're young because they're going to kill you up front. Like, you have to play just football, man.
So, so let's talk about the other side of this. We've talked about what it's going to be like for the Georgia defense going up against who knows what with the Florida offense. Let's flip it around and talk about Florida's offense has been a little predictable this season. Like if we're being a honest, little? yeah, it's been a little <laughs> predictable. And I don't think that that bodes well against the Georgia defense. That's very disciplined, right? Like they're going to, they're going to make Florida throw into some tight windows. Like, like he's, he, Mertz is going to have to earn it this week. And Florida's going to have to figure out how to run the football against a team that has been, fairly stingy against the run, right? Like they've not been the same Georgia where they're just like giving up no yardage, but at the same time, they've been fairly stingy against the run. I'll start with you, uh, Kenny. How do you feel like Florida tries to attack this Georgia defense this week? Um, I think we'll see what kind of what we did with South Carolina. I think you're going to see familiar formations and little wrinkles from there. Uh, Karen Kirby talking. I'm not sure who the defensive player was in a press conference there. Everybody's talking about Eugene Wilson. That's cool. But Ricky is our main guy. Yeah. Ricky's at Ricky's um, almost 900 yards. He's going to hit 1,000 yards this year. I can't remember the last time Florida had 8,000 yard anything. Um, so Ricky's going to be that guy that takes attention. But, but uh, Ty Bowman, man, number 22, our, our big guy, he got hands for – he probably has the best hands on the team. Uh, and I think he may be the X factor. You're going to have Eugene Wilson make probably make a few plays on the edge just to stretch out uh, UGA's defense. But, I mean, UGA can run, man. Like, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but we're going to run a flood concept. We're going to run a mesh. Um, it 100% to me is going to be what the offensive line does. That's it. Like, if the offensive line can give Mertz – just a little bit of time, then we'll be straight. I think it'll be a close game to the end. If he's running for his life after a second and a half, it's a wrap. Because it's, it's only so much you can do, and UJ's defense is not letting you beat them with two-man routes. That's oh, yeah. not happening. No, that's definitely <laughs> not happening. Like You got to send out four or five out to block. And we'll see. We got our center back. And the last time he played was against Tennessee, and he was killing. So, uh, you know, it's one of the things, man. Arliss is is coming out. Our tight end, he's another wrinkle. Um, I think he had he may have a big game. You know, it's the guys it's like the third, fourth option guys that I think will be the difference makers for this game. It won't be the Eugene Wilson or the Ricky. It's going to be the other guys. Um, and, and that's what I expect. Uh, George is going to say, "All right, somebody else." Not Ricky. Somebody else be this. Somebody else. Y'all figure out who else you're going to throw to. We're not going to let this guy do it. So, um, and Eugene Wilson, I mean, he's he's definitely a a super athletic, speedy playmaker type, type of guy. But, yeah, Ricky Ricky Pearsall is one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best wide receivers in the country this season. Yeah, um, he's just Ricky. super talented, like crisp route runner. Uh, very uh, reliable as far as his ability to catch. And then he can make some wow plays for you as well. So I, I like what Ricky Purcell brings. How are you feeling about the Georgia defense versus Florida this week, Paul? Yeah, I think I think one big thing I, I talked about on the radio earlier this week was Graham Mertz is a completion specialist. Uh, he, he's very good at it. But Carson's not behind him. So 76% for Graham Mertz, 73.6 for Carson. So as much as we praise Graham Mertz for it, Carson's right there anyways. Uh over 65% of Graham Mertz passes are either behind the line of scrimmage yep. or short. Zero to nine. short passes. Zero to nine. Yeah. So there, there's – you can attack Georgia that way. The 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 main way you can do that is you got to make the first man miss. Yep. Which Georgia has some pretty sure-up tacklers in Javon Bullard, <laughs> Tyke yeah. Smith, and Malachi Starks at that safety and star position. They've got those guys that can tackle. Now, if they're having an off day, that's where you can break out those big plays. And, and I'm sure we might see one against uh, against Georgia. Um, it's You can't stop every one of them, right? Uh, but that's where I think if Florida wants to win this game, they're going to have to make that first man miss. And the problem for Florida, though, is these guys aren't rookies that are in this backfield, for this defensive backfield for, for Georgia in the three names I just named. Um they're not rookies at this. They know how to shed blocks. Javon Bullard, Marvin Harrison still has dreams about him at night. Um, you know, like 
they, they've got some guys back there that can stop this. Can it work? Absolutely. But, uh, you know, and then you then you're going to have to if you want to beat Georgia, you're going to have to continue trying to hit those short plays. Right. Those short passes. Hope one of them breaks off and then try to do like a fake screen and have Ricky run on the other side and try to hit him one on one. Um, that's that's how I see it going down. You can't run against against Florida or against Georgia. Excuse me. Can't run up the middle against them. You can try the edges. You're not going to be great at it. Where you're going to need to make your plays are going to be those behind line of scrimmage short plays and hope you can get a guy to miss. Yeah, I think I think we see them trying. Uh, you're going to see a lot of Eugene doing those jet motion mm-hmm. yep. passes just to see what UJ does. If if they bite, cool. Then we may be able to fake it, run up under it. But if they don't bite and they rely on those DBs to shed a block, it's going to be a lot of try to make that man miss, like Paul said, because that's all that jet motion is for, is to make that linebacker move a little bit yep. so that the run gets under him. And uh, if teams that respect it, they don't run too well. But when they, <laughs> when they have to make that move, you know, Eugene kind of makes a play, man. So it's a, it's going to be a chess match for sure, for sure. Yeah, I the only thing I hate about this game is it's happening at the same time as is is my game. So I'm not mm. going to get an opportunity to watch it because this is a game that I definitely want to keep an eye on. Before we Split get out screen. of here, you got to. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be at the game, so I, I maybe I can oh, watch oh. it on my laptop or whatever. Sorry, whatever. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um. Let, let's let's get a, a score prediction from you, KB. How you what you 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 want you want to put it out there? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, look, it's easy to be uh, confident before the game. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, man, give me 35-38 Florida. Thirty-five. You think Florida's gonna put up thirty-five against? No, he Florida. thinks he thinks he thinks Florida's gonna 38. put up. 38. Oh, my bad. You said 38, Florida. 30, yeah, 38 points against Georgia? That's crazy. Is that because that's how many points you feel like that they've got to put up in order to win this game? Um, A little bit, but I also think that... Has Florida scored 38 points in a Power 5 contest so far this season? Yeah, we scored last week. Okay, so against South Carolina. Okay. you scored, how, many, how many did y'all put up last week against South Carolina? I think it was... 41. All right. 41. Uh, let me let, let me look at the score so far for but for, again, I think that this I don't think it's gonna be a def- I don't see it being like a 21-24 game. I, Andy, I don't Andy, South Carolina, Kentucky are the teams that you've broken 30 on so far this year. And I'm looking at oh no, excuse me. That's Kentucky scores 33. So you guys, Vandy and South Carolina, you had 20. 29 against Tennessee. So 29, 38, and 41. So you're going to put up 38 as much as you did against Vandy versus I, look, the Georgia D? It's, it's one of those things. It's like when, like you say, when UJ goes to, to Auburn, right? When people go to Auburn, it's just different. Jacksonville, it'd be just, it, it just be different. And if we have uh, the play calling that we did last week, mm-hmm. just like the, the threats of the plays, then I think it could happen. It may be a, you know, they score, we score. Mm-hmm. They score. Maybe they, they maybe they key on Eugene and Ricky and our, the other guys get off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, see if they go that man-to-man. Maybe our offensive line has a game and can run block a little bit. And you know what I'm saying? And 38 is a lot just, all I'm saying, man. I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, you guys lot. can't win the game, but 38 is a lot of points. I, I'm not it mad is, at man. your confidence, brother. I'm it's, not it's, mad at your confidence. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of stuff that can happen. Uh, it's going to take a lot of stuff I think to get we win by points. three. I think okay. we win by three. All right. Other side of the coin, Paul, have, have, have <laughs> you, I don't know, have you already put out a score prediction for this? You want to wait and have people Seven come to your show for it? What's up? No, no, we we uh we put it out tomorrow morning, Uh, so it's cool. Okay, so yeah, y'all show a drop before this does. Cool. Yeah. 42-17. Ain't shit sweet in Jacksonville. Whoa. Gator tears by halftime. Half the stadium's walking out. Yep. Third quarter. With their jean shorts on. With their jean shorts on. Walking Yikes. out. 42-17. Ain't shit sweet. 
Yeah, I love it, baby. I love it. Um, what did, what did you guys uh, predict the score was going to be in the Auburn versus Georgia game, Paul? Uh, I don't remember. I can go back and find it. How Let's close see. was your prediction to what actually happened? No, nobody was close to it. Okay. Um, nobody was close to that. Let me see if I can find it for you real quick. You're putting me on the spot here, but let me see. Uh, here we go. What did I predict? I predicted – where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Come on. Why do I keep scrolling over my name? Oh, I said uh, 31-14. Mm. The, your Georgia number – that's not terrible. You weren't terrible. Like, it, you had to bring both of them, you know, yours down a little bit, ours up a little bit. That's not terrible. Yeah, I was 30, I was 31-14, and, and what did it end up being, 27-20? Yeah. So I, I had a touchdown in the wrong direction. Right. But yeah, 42-17. Ain't shit sweet, Kenny. Yikes. Gator tears will be I'm looking flowing. forward to this, man. I'm looking forward to this. In I, Jackson, I, said, I wish I was able to like just sit down in front of a TV and really there's watch no, it. There's no Ike, there's no need to watch the whole game. You can see all the highlights. Oh, Six man. touchdowns. <laughs> no. Oh man, he going. Who look, who, you know who's going crazy in, in the stead of your man not being there, Brock Bowers? <sighs> I'm going to go Rara Tamas. Okay. Rara, Rara Tamas. You, you, you think he's going to get the hat trick? Rara's going for three? I don't know if he's going for three, but I did predict uh, over two, because we do prop bets too. Mm-hmm. I did uh, over, one of the prop bets was one and a half over under wide receivers getting 60 or more yards. I did the over. I think there's mm. going to be three dudes three with receivers 60 plus yards. 60 apiece. Wow. Boy, he think it's he think it's real sweet. I yeah. get it. Okay, that's what's up. I mean, Listen, I, I like it. I like now. Energy, if you baby. said three guys rushing for a touchdown, <laughs> then I'd be like, All right. but yeah, ain't nobody bombing on us like that. I Crazy. like this energy, baby. That's what the rivalries are for, man. All right, that's it, man. Um, we we gonna get out of here because I think we need to, to to end on that note. Um, in case there are Gator fans that are out there and they want to, uh. Talk a little junk in case you are absolutely wrong, Paul. How are they going to get in touch with you to go and do that? They can do it on Twitter, man, at P Mahari, P-M-A-H-A-R-R-Y. Come and see me. Uh, ain't shit sweet, Ike. Ain't shit sweet. They KB. Can up, they can pull up at the post game, right? They can hey, pull, up, pull up at the post game. Yeah, you're right. They can pull up at the post game over reaction show. Uh, KB, this is your official invitation to the post game overreaction. I, I came to the post game overreaction after the Auburn game. I pulled up. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, look, you you know I have nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> when I have, I've already when I say I have laid out the itinerary for my family, they understand. Yeah, <laughs> they understand. Um, let me be. Hey, yeah, man, I pull up and uh. Yeah. So the fun part, the fun thing is, um, we have we're doing our live show. Uh, Toe to toe sports. We're gonna do a show yeah. before the game kicks off, and then we'll be live during the game. Oh, because you know he's that's, that's different. My my, uh, my comrade is a UGA yeah. uh, stand as well, so we'll be going. And if God shines on the Gators like they did last week against South Carolina, oh, I'm gonna have to create a burner because I'm going off. <laughs> uh, Paul, feel free to jump on, <laughs> jump online, and I for damn sure will be on the reaction show. Come on, for sure. Hey, right, show, so up, hey sure. show up, show up, rain or shine, baby, rain or shine. Hey, rain or, we rain lost. Or I still pulled up, baby. It's all good. At the so, end of the day, I have my excuses ready for if we lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, either look, way, it's like, yeah, whatever, bro. They're the back-to-back chance. Like, really? Come on. Like, you know, we're five and two. We struggled against. <laughs> you know, I'm ready. But uh, if we win, I'm ready to lie, lie, lie for okay. next year. That's what's up. All right, so if there are Gator fans, I mean, excuse me, if there are Bulldog fans that are out there and they're like, this guy Kenny said they was scoring 38 and they want to give you the blues, where can they pull up and talk to you? Hey, man, T2T underscore KB2. Uh, I'm there, man. I've been going every day. I drop some F-U-G-A. Uh, <laughs> it's hate week. You got to do it. It's, I, it's every day done. I drop it. People are like, I'm reporting this. Report it. <laughs> Go ahead. Be be my guest. I could care less. So yeah, man, we're gonna shock uh we're gonna shock the sports world, knock off 
the uh, defending champs, they'll still go to the SC. They'll still probably win the Natty and all that stuff or, or go play for it. But we're going to spoil We're going to make it interesting for the conference playoff. All right. The, yeah, man. All right, that's what's up, man. Uh, if and listen, I ain't got no stake in this, but if you just want to come on and listen to us talk about it, because we would definitely would have some words on our show. I am tweeting at TWR Ike Jones. You can follow me at the War Report as well on YouTube, and we will be getting it in, baby. We are out of here until the next time. Uh, round in the Amen Corner. We're out of here, y'all. Peace. Peace.